Are you a business-to-business -business sales leader looking to lead your sales team to new heights? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Sales Podcast. Hello, my name is Josh Sweeney, joined by my co-host, Taylor Barnes. Taylor, how are you today? I am doing great today. However, yesterday I wasn't doing so good. You ever have that, Josh, where you have the highs one day, the lows another day? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, it, it ebbs and flows with uh, the wins and losses of uh, being in sales. And that's exactly right. And, and to be more specific, the highs that I feel today were because we had a tremendous morning over in Europe, we closed a lot of good deals that we were expecting to close. And yesterday, no kidding, lost one in the 11th hour that was expecting to come through. And, and Josh, I've got a choice to make in that example. I could be thinking I'm the man, I'm the best. And then I could be thinking I'm the worst. I'm awful. I'm terrible at this. Or I could stay mentally strong throughout the process. And I think that's a good topic for today. Yeah, and that's really the purpose of this episode is talking about staying mentally tough during the highs and lows of sales and really looking at it from a leadership perspective of, you know, what is the purpose of the sales leader? The purpose of the sales leader is to help their team members stay mentally tough through that whiplash, right? Through those big wins, through those low lows and those dry spells. So mm -hmm. let's start off talking about a little bit about why that happens. Why does that whiplash of high and low effect happen in sales? Y yeah, I mean, let, let's be just practical about this. We are, we are men and women, we're humans and we have emotions and we put a lot of effort into, you know, some deals in pre-sales and solutioning. Uh, we get our hopes up. Uh, and, and the fact of the matter is, I haven't heard of one organization that's got 100% close rate. I don't know about you, but, nope, if, uh, nope. but if you ever find that business, <laughs> let me know, I'm going to buy it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, th those, those are just kind of the, the facts that, you know, it, there's a level of maturity that goes into this process. So whether you're young or you're a seasoned veteran, um, you, you might still experience some of that whiplash. But, but the reasons that it that happens, Josh, obviously, is that clients cancel, change, adjust. They, they, they disagree with your proposal. They change their mind. Someone comes in at the last second. It could get political. There are a lot of reasons why deals are awarded and a lot of reasons why deals are not awarded when they are supposed to, per se, in the mind of a sales manager or a sales individual when they're supposed to close. And that's what this is about. It's that moment where you win and you're expecting to win or maybe you're not expecting to win. That moment where you win and that moment where you lose. And you nailed it. As a sales leader, one of your jobs is to make sure that you keep your salespeople on a relatively even keel, right? Because it, it doesn't do really any good for your ego when you think you're the best at closing deals and making tons of you know, money and all that. That's not necessarily healthy, but it certainly isn't healthy on the other side to think, man, I lose everything. I'm upset. I'm emotional. I'm not good at this. I might need a change. So these are the reasons. Josh, that this is such a big subject. Yeah. And what you're talking about here is really those highs and lows from the wins and losses. So why does the whiplash happen? Well, one of them is these wins and losses you're talking about, right? Um, and there's, I think there's lots of lessons to be learned from those wins and losses. Another way 
that we see another challenge caused by this and that causes the highs and lows is erratic communication from sales leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, so once you get past the whiplash of the wins and losses and those highs and lows, you also have sales leaders that can really help the situation or exactly. hurt the situation, right? Yep. So I know I've, I've dealt with leaders where nobody wants to make a mistake because they're going to hear about it, right? That's the type That's of right. leader where, you know, everybody gets smacked on the hand every time something goes wrong. So nobody takes risks anymore. Yep. Um, so what are some other ways that uh, leadership communication exacerbates this high-low problem? Well, you know, it's funny. When I look at one of the episodes we did last season, we talked about the different types of sales managers, right? There's a, there's a lot yeah. of different types of sales managers that will react to, to good news and bad news differently. So to answer your question, point on what exacerbates the problem, you know, what further fuels the fire in the bad moments are, are some pretty poor responses, honestly. And, and if you're a sales leader, perhaps you've seen this in your career or, or may, you know, candidly, maybe you're one of them. That, that might respond something like you're questioning the talent of the salesperson all of a sudden. You're kind of making it personal. You're saying, well, I don't know if you, him or her or whatever, was really, uh, did a good job. They're average at their job. And they, really, and they really kind of take kind of a low blow, if I'm being honest. Uh, you know, and, and look, it's not to say that every salesperson in the world is the victim of a lost sale. That, that's not the point of this. But what is the point of this is if you have invested in this individual and you care for this individual and, and you're a leader and you want to influence this individual in the right way, well, take a good look at the way that you do that during these big wins and losses. Because what could exacerbate the problem when you win is too much praise, too much good, too much you're the best, you're the best, take a month off, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> and then when it's, something, when it's bad, Poor responses, poor responses like, you know, you know, questioning the talent of the salesperson, whatever it might be. These erratic type of responses from sales management ultimately really have an impact, a profound effect on the sales individual. And that's what us as sales leaders really have to look out for. Yeah, I think you hit on one of the other challenges, right? We talked about the poor responses, but that whole take a month off, you know, quote that you threw in. I don't know that there's managers out there that say, hey, you hit this, now go take the time off, right? You hit your quota early in the quarter, so don't worry about it, right? They mm -hmm. want you to keep working. But I do find that they, they do take their foot off the pedal, right? Yes. So the salesperson takes their foot off the pedal. The manager says they already hit it, so we want to give them some leeway. Yep. Um, but maybe they give them too much leash, right? Yep. Maybe they take the pedal off of how they're managing that individual or you know, during the weekly updates, they're not quite as on point with that person as the other one who hasn't hit it. And so you know, that could affect the next quarter, right? Because exactly. all the prospecting that would happen or all the deals that may get pushed out a month weren't worked on now. Yep. So that's another way that somebody could be successful, but yet create this erratic communication that, that hurts the highs and lows of, of winning deals. I see it all the time. I've seen it for years and years. And that's exactly what happens is, you know, I've seen men and women make their yearly numbers in April or May. And then they basically <laughs> relink, accidentally relinquish their manager. They don't even mean to, but the manager's like, you know what? I don't need to worry about him or her. They're doing their thing. Don't mess with a hot hand. You don't talk to the pitcher in the bottom of the ninth when they're in the no hitter, yada, yada, <laughs> whatever the excuse is. Uh, it's important to understand that when we talk about managing to the individual, 
We're not saying get on their asses and micromanage them and bug them. What we're talking about is management. There's a level of support. There's a leadership aspect. There, there, whatever, whatever your style is, okay. But what we're talking about here, whether it's not taking your foot off the gas, whether it's you know, shooting for the stars, what have you, it's really important to, to, to remember here that bad communication from sales leadership happens when things are going great just as often as it happens when things are going bad. Uh, and, and Josh, you can almost imagine what you'd be like as a salesperson. If one quarter you make your number and the sales manager lays off you, doesn't say a thing, and then the next quarter you don't, and they're like, what the hell happened? Right. <laughs> like, that is some erratic communication. And that's not good. That is not good. And, and look, as managers, as leaders, as, as shepherds in, the, in this business, we have got to make sure that we are influencing our people properly by not communicating via that big win whiplash, that big loss whiplash with that erratic behavior. Yeah, most definitely. And then in addition to, you know, another reason that causes this. So we talked about kind of big wins and losses, the erratic communication. And then I think the worst one out of all of this that, that causes the lows is the negative deal news. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you think you were going to get a big deal. It was the 11th hour. And a lot of times, you know, sales reps, unfortunately, are pushing like if they're on a quarterly quota, you know, they're pushing, they're making their biggest push in the last 15 days to close things out. And yep. if one doesn't break their way and they don't hit quota, that's devastating. Or yep. if another deal that, you know, maybe they're working on in the middle of the quarter was one of their bigger deals that was really going to help them get there. Yeah. They thought they were going to land it and that falls through. Yep. So those are that negative deal news is another challenge for sales leaders. And how do you manage your team through those negative news without piling on? Right. I exactly right. Um, look, we've all been there, guys and girls, you know, the, the deal that's supposed to come and you get negative, you know, news, whatever it is. And look, I mean, e even J Josh, a lot of people, when they think of negative deal news, that might not mean that the deal is unhooked or lost or, you know, what have you or postponed just negative news in general. Now, if I were to bring, I'm sorry, if some of my sales reps were to bring me some negative deal news, um, they obviously, and this is the nature of a salesperson, it's usually devastating, right? They're like, oh my gosh, they said this. And, you know, they said, we don't have this. It's an incomplete solution or, or whatever it is. My response the entire time is asking questions. And, and I think it's really, and look, I'm not saying that my way is the, the, the best way, but what I will say is until we truly know that it's off the table for whatever reason, until we've truly lost, there's no need to lose your mind. You, you need to be able to take information, fight through some of it. If you have to you know, revise it and keep fighting for your solution, that's great. But the negative deal news re relating to people just kind of throwing, I'm almost envisioning people throwing the papers up in the air and say, oh, we're screwed. It's not going to happen. You know, whatever the situation is. <laughs> That's what we need to try to contain as sales leaders to make sure that they don't fly off the handle. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so we, we went through some of the reasons that these highs and lows happen. Now let's get into solutions. You know, okay. what are the things that sales leaders can do to manage these expectations? We, we, glossed, you know, we highlighted some of them, right, on, on how you can communicate, how you can stay stable in your communication and reinforce what are some other solutions that we want to get into for staying mentally tough through the highs and lows? 
Yeah. So Josh, I know you and I are a big fan of Tim Grover. Uh, for those uh, that, that know who he is, he was Michael Jordan's strength coach in the nineties with the bulls. Uh, he worked very closely with Dwayne Wade and, and, um, and Kobe Bryant as well. Incredible human being. And he brought those talents directly to business and and he, and he wrote the book called relentless. And he's got one of the best definitions of mental toughness that I've, that I've ever heard. And it's not believing in your own hype when you win and not losing your shit when you lose. And if, if, if you heard me say the, uh, a swear word there, then, you know, Tim Grover, because <laughs> that dude doesn't hold back. And, uh, and, and look, that, that it's such a, it's such a great way of looking at it. So what, what we do as sales leaders is we set the expectations ahead of time. And I always tell my people, look, no one in this business has a hundred percent close rate. No one in this business, well, not very many have a 0% close rate. So look, big ones are going to happen. Big losses are going to happen. It is really up to us. And it's really important as sales leaders that you say us, we want those individuals to feel that we are in this roller coaster with them. Okay. So when we, when, when you coach them through some of these things, which is very important that you truly coach them through some of these things, make sure that they understand before they walk into the storm, you, you can, you can practice with them, make sure that they understand mentally and, and, and to kind of prepare for some of these big wins and big losses. Right. I, Josh, I see so many times that people just, you know, back in the day, it was a Rolodex. I literally almost said Rolodex, but they would throw a Rolodex at you or a book of numbers and tell you to go do it. And then the salesperson came back and like, I don't get it. No one's buying or oh, I don't get it. This is easy. You have to set the expectations. That, that's one of the ones that, that I have found very, very effective. What about you? Another solution that I really like around staying mentally tough is actually what I call the pre-mortem. So the pre-mortem is where we look at why a deal went wrong before it went wrong. So we'll take like hmm. the top three deals from our, for a rep and we'll say, okay, we got 15 minutes. We're going to do a pre-mortem. And so with that pre-mortem, we say, okay, we just lost this deal what went wrong? And it gives them a chance to think about, well, oh, well, it could have went wrong because I waited too long to follow up. You know, they said they would call me back and I waited. You know, all the different reasons a deal could go bad. And then they have the chance to think about why they lost that deal before they actually lost it. And then they can go take action on that deal. Um, so that's the pre-mortem. You know, another option of that is the post-mortem. Uh, so a postmortem is is reliving and learning that deal afterwards. So Taylor, what do you guys do? You know, postmortem to relive and learn a win or a loss. Yep, two pronged approach to postmortem. So number one is when the sales reps bring it to us as managers. I sit there and I, I let them go through the entire deal and how it developed and how it evolved, yada yada. And then I ask questions. Well, did you think about this? You know, did you put yourself in their shoes here? You know, uh, you know, did you did you recognize a possible competitor over here? Did you recognize that ten percent of the business was going elsewhere, and most likely they took in other parts of the business, and then we lost our value add. What whatever the situation is, I always go there, and then I always require, even if they're not willing to ask the customer, I will always ask the customer why. So I always recommend the postmortem to be inclusive of some management internal what happened after we're done, and then scheduling something with the client who quite honestly, uh, the, from the majority of my experience, is always willing to share feedback of why I was awarded elsewhere, um, you know, it, it, as long as they're not, you know, itty bitty transactional deals, of course. 
uh, and then you know we get some postmortem feedback from the customer. My favorite part about that, Josh, is you, you know you almost have tunnel vision as a as a sales as a salesperson when you um when you lose a deal there. Uh, you know it, when you win a deal, it, it's you know it, it's not as common. But let's talk about some of these losses. When you lose a deal, you have tunnel vision and and you kind of just don't understand what happened. You, you can't get it through my what happened. Well, that kind of feedback that you can get from internally and externally is going to be huge. And what I hope, uh, if we've got any sales folks listening out there, which I hope we do, uh, that they can learn from this feedback and it will help them stay positive so that the next time they might not go through it. So the next time that they're more prepared, you know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, all of these are coachable moments, right? They're coachable moments for the rep on what they could have done better. Uh, they're coachable moments on what they need to do after a big win, staying consistent because that's mm-hmm. going to lead into the impact for them on next quarter. And yeah. I think the other thing when I think about coachability is also is, and as a solution is, is the sales leader, you who we're talking to here, getting coached? I have a philosophy yep. that everybody needs to be coached and managed to some degree. Mm-hmm. No matter what tier you're at, there's somebody else that can help you up your game. Uh, and so from a sales leadership perspective, I mean, I know I've seen so many implementations and sat in rooms and sales pits and watched sales leaders fly off the handle, mm-hmm. you know, and get angry <laughs> and how they interact with oh, yeah. another human being. Uh, and, and some of it's just horrific, quite honestly. I've seen some pretty bad ones and I've seen some amazing ones that, you know, just come with a level of patience and, and really want to help and coach people up. Um, so I think that's another opportunity and a solution is what kind of coaching do you need as a sales leader mm-hmm. to handle these situations better? And what, are, what kind of guidance are you getting uh, for the things that maybe trigger you or the places where maybe you're not aggressive enough? You know, yep. maybe you're just super collaborative, but you know, the sales team really isn't just hitting everything that you need. You need to be a little more forceful. So there's always opportunities uh, for coaching both up and down and for, for us as leaders to get coaching as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a really good strategy. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you how many coaches and mentors I have over the years. And look, at the end of the day, what, what are we trying to accomplish by, by coaching our people? We're trying to develop an individual to become the best possible salesperson that they can, right? So ways to coach them through, you know, when we talk about solutions here, Josh, another solution is that we as managers, we need to stay humble around our peers and clients. Uh, We need to coach and influence our salespeople to stay humble around their peers and clients. And look, I know you've seen this because I've seen this a million times. Someone down the aisle just closes a big one and they run up and down telling them all about it. I mean, you've seen that. I've got the guy in my mind that still does this 13 years later. And I, I mean, I, I cannot understand it, but it's his style. And luckily, our, you know, the people around him just are kind of used to it by now. But it's not a very good, healthy thing to do. But you know what also, Josh, isn't a very good thing to do is that mopey guy or girl that runs up and down the aisle just saying, how just, you know, bad, how just, you know, I'm a victim, I'm a victim or, or whatever the, the mentality is. At the end of the day, us as sales leaders need to recognize, need to coach, and need to make sure that we always stay humble. We always stay hungry. And that's at the internal level. But people also need to understand that that, 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 that bleeds externally to your peers and your colleagues 
on the sales floor, they might not like that, guys and girls. They might not like when you're running around cheering. They <laughs> might not like when you're running around moping. And what I've seen a lot, uh, Josh, is, is, is the customers that kind of feel this. Customers that say, well, you know, uh, I haven't given you a deal in a while. I can tell that, that you're kind of sick of me. So um, maybe this isn't working out. Or, you know what, guy? I've given you a lot of, I've given you a lot of business lately. Uh, and I'm not feeling much love. You don't haven't called me in a while, probably because you took a month off after I gave you that big deal. Maybe, um, maybe I'm going to take this elsewhere because I'm not feeling special anymore. That level of hungry and humble is way more externalized than people think. And that's what we try to coach. That's why it's so important at the individual level to keep them grounded, to keep them mentally strong so that it doesn't affect them personally, then it doesn't affect those around him in a team atmosphere, and then it doesn't affect the clients that they're ultimately dealing with. Yeah, I like your idea on the humble piece because there's really good and positive ways to deliver that and there's negative ways, right? The the one person that's always running up and down the aisle when they close, you know, can make some other people's feel bad or, you know, if it's competitive, maybe it lifts them up. It varies based on environment. Mm -hmm. But I know I worked at one organization where any time that they one of the people on the team landed over a $50,000 deal, they all celebrated together. Yeah. So what they did was it was uh, the building actually had like a bridge going into the into the front walkway with a, a pond and uh, it was deep enough. It had like fountains and things. And so what they would do is they would take the entire sales team out. And it was only like these 50,000 plus deals, which didn't always happen for this organization. And uh, everybody would slam a beer together. And the person who closed the deal jumped off the bridge into the water. That's awesome. You know? <laughs> so they celebrated the win a yeah. little more together and, oh. and made it a little more, uh, just a, a more entertaining event, you know, and this guy, you know, this guy or girl, whoever it was, was like, Hey, take your phone and stuff out of your pocket. You're going yep. in. That's right. You can go home and change. You Man, know, like, I mean, it's fine. That's such yeah. a great, it's, it's such a great takeaway. What a great hack. So look, if you've, if you're one of those sales managers that has got that, and, and I'm going to talk specifically about the wins real quick, that's got that salesperson that runs up and down and just hoots and hollers about how great they are. Well, maybe you turn that into more of a group celebration. And, uh, and you know, if, if you want to slam a beer and jump into a pond, hey, <laughs> I, I'd recommend it. I'd watch that 10 out of 10 times. Uh, but that's a really good way of turning that unhealthy moment into a healthy moment. I, I love that idea. Yeah. So with that, we'd like to leave you with the final question to think about, which is how do you as a leader ensure that your team is staying mentally tough through the highs and lows of sales. This has been Purpose Driven Sales with Barnes and Sweeney. Now go lead on purpose. Thank you for joining us on the Purpose Driven Sales Podcast. If you've enjoyed the content, the best thing you can do to support us is go out to iTunes and give us five stars so that we can continue to reach more sales leaders.